Hello and welcome. This may be a place you've been many times, or this may be your first time. And either way, this is a brand new moment. So connect to your presence, open your heart, and get curious as I share real life experiences, practices, and organic medicine that will help you expand into your higher self. Because if we're not growing towards the light, we're dying in the darkness. And I'm here to tell you, you were born to live. Together, we will plant seeds, pull weeds, lean into shadows, and tend to our soil, giving us the nourishment that we need to root down and find the power within to be our most authentic self so that we may receive all the abundance that awaits us. Are you ready? Okay, here we grow. Ooh-wee, top of the morning to ya. Well, it's morning where I am. Maybe it's morning where you are. Welcome to this day, to this moment. Welcome to Here We Grow. It's so wonderful to be back here. And I'm going to dive right in and let you know that I'm recording this podcast with the basis and story of I threw a bag of dog poop at my neighbor. (laughs) Yep, I did that. 30 seconds into the pod, you know the real, real of what's happening in Nikki 2K's life because it is wild around here. And oh my gosh, the moment has just been played in my head over and over and over. And I just thought, I got to share this on the pod. I got to share this side of me that's that's come to light. It's a part of what I feel like is maybe a darker side of me. It's certainly sassy and edgy and hormonal and annoyed and just like WTF with all people. What in the world is going on? What am I growing through? Am I growing through this? Am I growing into this? (laughs) Who am I? (laughs) It's just such a funny replay in my mind and yeah, I want to dive into that here today. So there has been so much growing through me in the last few months, as you know, and it's so interesting because I have recognized that I've tried to rush myself and my healing process. I've tried to rush the darkness and that don't work (laughs) because there's so much potency and healing that must happen in the darkness before we can throw ourselves back into the light or else the lesson keeps coming back around. I'm sure you've seen those quotes that says the lesson will keep arriving until you've actually learned it and and grown through it. And if you try and rush the process, the lesson comes back up and then you be throwing poop at people. So (laughs) hold on for this ride with me. Uh, I saw this really cool, I can't remember if it was a video or just a meme, but essentially it was saying that there's a really important process to the between the seed and the growth and the plant that's going to happen and pop through ground or soil. And that's the germination. And I've always known about it, but this particular post got really deep on the details of, you know, the seed must germinate which means it's breaking through its shell and it's finding that strength in that moment to 
build enough rooting so that when it arises and does break through the soil, it has this strength to grow as tall and as big that it can. And if you think about like a pine tree coming from a little seed or, you know, like the acorn growing into the massive tree that it can be, like there is a part of that that it must create this deep, deep knowing and this deep strength as it breaks wide open. And for me, I was feeling like, the seed in the darkness, especially in January with going through just this massive life event and then wanting to just bloom. And there's a lot of steps in between that that have really required me to step back and slow back down and get knocked down or to see a side of myself that is not really a version that I necessarily want to be. And so... Luckily for me, I trust the work and, and I recognize that it was time to to step back, to go back within, to remove myself from public for a minute. <laughs> you know, you can't do that forever, but just to say, wow, I really, there's there's some lessons here that, that I need to go back within. Um, and of course, I can justify all day why I did that, which we'll get into a little bit more, but at the end of the day, it was still my actions. It was still me being reactive in a moment. And I really desire to be in more of a responsive state as often as possible. And, you know, I'm not a monk and I'm not perfect. I'm not going to be this like, everything is fine. I'm in a Zen moment. La 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 la. Like you can't bother me. (laughs) Although it would be so nice to be in that. Um, I'm just not, and, and it would take, I believe a lifetime or lifetimes to get there, but I can work on it and I can be aware. And I really truly believe and know that awareness is the key step to the work and to growing through all that we're growing through. So getting back into this moment of thinking I could go through this really, really difficult, one of the more difficult things I've been through in my life, I could go through that and then, within man I feel like I tried to to process everything and get back to what felt like leaning into the light and growing towards the light again which was just like returning to normal life within you know less than a week within just a few days and I I definitely did a good job at resting and taking care of myself because it was pretty much required. Um, I was just not in a good place physically and mentally. And so I did do a good job at the rest portion. And then when I tried to return to just everyday life and really wanting to move through it and be done with it, I kind of went around it instead of through the process. And that is really I think the accumulation of what happened of coming back into this darker side of myself and seeing this part of me that was um very sassy and uh just give zero f's in the moment and so I came back not only to rest but to the journaling process and to the ritual of my morning and to listening to my body and what actually happened and really asking for messages and asking for guidance and asking for healing and and tapping into my unseen team and and being slow and the word that just keeps coming through is trust like trust the process trust the process and know that you won't be in darkness forever and i can imagine that 
the germination process of the seed. Like it must trust the process when it's like breaking wide open and nature's so incredible in that way, right? It just knows, nature just knows. And I believe that I have this wisdom within me that just knows, but then there's the small side of me, the ego side of me, the monkey brain side of me that's like, okay, move forward. You got to get up. You got to go. You got to take care of the business. You got to, you know, get back to real life. Like people are worried about you and, and don't like seeing you sad. So perk up and, and be your best self again. And so, so I pressed on and, and there wasn't enough strength there for me to actually truly grow and grow fully and confidently back into the light and the light part of myself that I know that is within me. And there's lessons here. And and these are so, so powerful and potent, these lessons that are arising. And and they're hard too, and they're dark, and there's change that gets to happen. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a part of the process that we can really easily skip through And then life smacks you back down and is like, no, you're not quite ready. So what else is there here for you? And, and how else can you lean in and, and what other tools can you gather? And, um, I've also been thinking a lot about the metaphor of the butterfly. And I just imagine this little caterpillar, right? This fuzzy, cute little insect that's just crawling around and eating things and, doing its thing until one day it decides that it's going to hang from this little branch and it's going to stop. It's going to pause. It's going to completely come into this space of full rest, like a rest that we've never known, like a stillness that we've never known. Maybe it's in a meditative state even, I like to imagine. And it stays there and it hangs there. And day by day, it transforms and it goes into this little cocoon and eventually its body starts breaking down, right? It goes into this chrysalis process and it trusts and it knows like how absolutely incredible when you really think about it, that this little thing knows exactly what's happening and it might not know what the end result will be, but it knows and trusts because that's all that it knows to know is the process. And it breaks down and it breaks down and it breaks down and it gets into this chrysalis state. And somehow nature is so freaking amazing that somehow that chrysalis turns into a butterfly. And eventually the the butterfly wiggles its way out of this little cocoon and it freaking flies away. Like, think about that. It's just like mind-blowing something so simple and so incredible and I keep turning to that to to really add that metaphor to my life that wow you're you're still in the chrysalis you're still in the breakdown process you're still in this moment that requires rest and going within and that is okay there is transformation happening and there is beauty on the other side of this and if you don't fully break down, right, if the caterpillar doesn't give itself enough time and rest, if it tried to break through too soon, it wouldn't be fully formed into a butterfly. If it didn't break down all the way, it wouldn't be taking this next transformative step into the life that's on the other side of that. It might die. And, you know, that's just really eye-opening. And I have always loved the quotes that say, turn to nature for your guidance and you know where I'm where I am right now it's winter and everything's seemingly what looks like dead you know the plants the trees the bushes everything like the bushes have even have had to 
completely bend in half for to take the heaviness of the snow and yet it trusts that and just lays there dormant knowing that when it's time and the time is clear it will be time to bloom it'll be time to grow again it will time to be it will be time to stand up tall and do its next step its next thing and its next part of the process so yeah, that was my big lesson with this was I definitely tried to move through it real quickly and it wasn't right. And and I got put back down. I got tossed back down energetically and physically and mentally. And, and so, yeah, this, this particular morning, I was just feeling like wanting to move forward. My neighbor and I have had some issues I mean the issue really is is that he just has this insane sub and I might have talked about this on the pod but he has a subwoofer in a condo building and it just rattles my space and it's not the noise it's not the loudness it's literally a vibration and I'm such a sensitive person that I could just feel it running through my whole body when it turns on and it turns on every night and it's a whole thing and I've done everything I can to talk to him to make peace with him to write letters to try and have an adult conversation like he just literally will not even approach it at all at like an adult would and it's so frustrating to me and so on this particular morning I was trying to just press my way through like feeling better and I could feel inside like if I really slowed down enough to know and to take the time to like listen my body was not ready and I just so badly was ready to move forward and and uh, it's like 5.55 in the morning, it's dark, Kaiko's been getting up so early and so we do this quick little 10 minute loop and then I literally get back into bed because it's so early. And sometimes it's like 5, sometimes it's like 4.45 and so this morning it was almost 6 which is nicer and when I walked back up to my house his truck was running and I was like oh no okay I have like three seconds to get up these stairs and sure enough he's coming down the stairs and I'm just like oh okay okay we're good we're good we're good he says good morning to Kayako and we're literally like inches from each other and I say good morning and he sticks his nose in the air and just snubs by me (gasps) oh my god I just couldn't take it and I had my bag of dog poop from our walk and I just flung it over my shoulder (laughs) and it hit him in the side of the shoulder or wherever maybe in the bag I don't even know because I wasn't watching I just was moving forward and tossed the bag backwards and smacked him and he's like what the fuck (laughs) and I said oops I'm so sorry it slipped and I just kept walking forward and pushed my way as fast as I could up the stairs and got my house and paused was like oh my god oh my god okay Nikki like gather yourself that was silly what are you doing this is so getting so out of hand and I laid in bed like eyes open just like this guy is so just uh he's like under your skin in such a major way and you're allowing this to be under your skin and you know for good reason again I could justify it and also like wow and that doesn't that's not where this ends the sassiness continues I was the next day went up on a skin little skin adventure in the backcountry and 
these girls were coming towards me and clearly there's a trail for snowshoes and there's a trail for skin tracks for skis and boards and like one's smooth and one is not and I look up and these two girls are just like dirt dirt like smashing through the skin track on their snowshoes and I just felt myself like boil up a little bit and I come up to them and I had like a smile on my face and I was like hi it would be really nice if you used the track that was that was available to you uh for snowshoes because you're really fucking up this track <laughs> like I just ah and I just skinned on by and the looks on their faces like uh what just happened and I didn't even look back to see if they changed trails because it didn't matter and the rest of my track was was messed up because they had just plowed through it with their snowshoes and man it just like moments of that like unconscious humans are so difficult for me and this is a big part of the lesson that I'm growing through is like there are so many unconscious people and it's not their fault really like they're just in it and like not aware right like these two girls are just totally innocent in this moment and not aware but like it's so freaking clear is so clear And then (laughs) I like got down the mountain, went to the grocery store, was getting off out of the parking lot and onto the highway. And there's a merge lane onto our little highway in town. And there's this girl next to me and she like speeds up for me getting on and slows down a bit for me to like, she just was like not allowing me to merge. And there was a clear lane next to her. Like all she had to do was get left and I could have gotten right (laughs) and it would have been fine. And instead she's like battling with me. So I get on finally, go around, get in the left lane. We pull up to the window next to each other. I still can't believe I did this. We're next to each other in the, at the stoplight. And I signaled to her, I'm like, roll your window down. (laughs) And I'm like, hi. And I had seen she had foreign license plates. I was like, hi, where are you from? And she said, Indianapolis, like with this smile. And I'm like, yeah, wow, great. You should go back there because in Colorado, we let people merge onto the highway. And I gave her a big thumbs up. And I'm like, thank you so much. And she's like, thumbs up to me back with a confused look. She's like, thanks for your kindness. And I don't know if she was sarcastic or not, but I just like rolled my window back up and drove away. (laughs) Oh my God. And I drove immediately home and was like, I cannot be in public right now. Like I just, there's something still boiling within me that is telling me that I have some more work to do. I, my patients are very thin And there's just been like multiple things happening at the studio where people just the requests that are being made, like it is taking everything in me to stay so calm. And then there's just these moments where I'm just like, ah, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Uh, even a couple days ago, this lady, like my, my pup and her pup were like playing and Kaiko's very vocal. She's a Husky. She just talks and it does sound mean. And so I always warn people, you know, of course, if she wanted to get mean and vicious, she easily could. And like, this wasn't one of those moments. She was just playing. They were both off leash. I was hiking up. The woman was skiing down and the woman starts poking her pole at Kaiko, like poking her. And I'm like, do not poke your fucking ski pole at my dog. Like you could hit her eye. You could like hurt her really badly. Like what is wrong with you? And this lady was just like growled at me and kept skiing on. And I'm just like, 
Oh my God, people. Oh my God, people. Oh my God, people. So I really used to like people and people are ruining that for me. (laughs) And so of course, not all people. And here's the work. I know dang well that what is being mirrored outside of me is a reflection of what's going on inside. And not always, I'm not always going to take the blame. I'm not always going to make like every moment a learning lesson because that's just silly. But I know that this is a reflection of something within me that's still seeking to be healed, that's still edgy, that's still annoyed, that's still just really not ready to be out in public. No, I don't know. I can't do that. But you know what I mean? Like there's something there that is just calling me back home and back within and so I'm doing that. So I'm, so I'm coming back home and I'm writing and I'm journaling and I'm like finding the safe spot within me and going, okay, what still needs to be healed? Like, please guide me. My, my mantra has been, please universe gift me the patience that it takes to deal with unconscious people. I mean, originally it was to deal with stupid people, but that's not the most kind thing that I could say. So it's really just like, I know people are on their own journey and some are more awakened than others and some are completely unconscious and I get to I get to exist and coexist with these people. You know, of course I don't have to hang out with them all the time. But and <laughs> I do not want to be just like a completely fly off the handle sassy biatch. And it's funny because it kind of gave me a little glimmer into like what I might be as an old woman, (laughs) just like zero fucks to give. Like, don't do that. Don't talk like that. Don't act like that. (laughs) You're doing it wrong. (laughs) And partially it's funny and partially it's like, oh, goodness sakes, is that the most healed version of myself? And right now in this moment, it is not. Maybe when I'm 85, it will be totally awesome and funny. And right now it's it's. It's funny and it's also a little alarming because yeah, we can't we can't live like that. Especially because like I drove away from this chick after telling her, you know, to go home and I drive away with like harmony yoga all over my car and I'm like, "Oh goodness, this isn't this isn't the look that I want to be presenting to the world." Um and it's true and it's truthful and it's like the real vulnerable side of me, but it's also you know, a little, a little, um, edgy, (laughs) a little messy, a little, uh, dark. It's like a little bit of a darker side of me. And, um, it's funny because when I was drinking and partying a lot, like I would have no problem acting like this and talking like this and being like this. And it just never felt good. Like it never felt right. But then I would like numb it away and do it again. And like, of course, it's fun to be sassy and that's okay. And um, then there's like this version that I'm evolving into where I'm trying to refine myself a little more and be more calm and more compassionate. Like I really, truly desire to be a very compassionate person and accepting of all and non-judgmental and you know judgment really comes from my internal judge I am very hard on myself I have high standards for myself there's just this this 
internal talk that's always judging what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And I'm working on that. I'm very aware of it. And it's a big one because I've my whole adolescent life, pretty much I was a gymnast. So my whole life was based around being judged. I was judged for every single thing that I did in my performance. And it was never good enough, by the way. And that's, I think, something I've talked about and would be a whole awesome podcast to really lean into is just this idea that here I was putting my heart and soul into these performances and I never got a 10. No one ever gets a 10, which is so like, think about that alone in that world is so wild. Like you're working so hard, but you'll never be perfect. And and that might be a thing, right? Like we'll never be perfect. And is that really the goal? Can you do your best and forget what the score is and just be really confident in your performance or really recognize where you, what you can work on? but know that it will never be perfectly perfect. And I get to work on that. And I get to step back and go like, I'm not perfect. And the world's certainly not perfect. And life is definitely not perfect. So where can we be softer? Where can I be more soft, really, and more flexible? And I talk about this often in my classes, we do yoga for flexibility of physical flexibility, but there's also a mental flexibility that comes along with that. Like in those moments, if I would just take a deep breath, one conscious breath, I would pull myself out of that moment. If I would have taken one conscious breath that morning with my neighbor, I would have walked away and probably gone to the garbage and put the poop in the garbage because it would have taken me on a different path. Like that moment of choice is so important. And that really is, especially right now in this very moment, the work that's coming to light, like the pause. And wow, really cool because in nature, that germination of the seed is a pause moment. It can't be rushed the chrysalis of the of the butterfly the cocoon of the caterpillar before the butterfly is a pause is a moment of pause and how different and how much more easeful and supportive and like really rich and fulfilling life is when we pause and when we take that moment and when we take that breath because usually one breath turns into multiple breaths and then we (sighs) okay we come back and we're like, oh yeah, that was a full, full out of body experience really. And not the like cool one where we're seeing stuff and getting guided. It's like this out of body experience of reaction. And if we come back into body, wow, that's really the true practice. When we come back home to self and say, hold on, like, is this mattered? Like, do you want, how do you want to respond here? How do you want to react? And maybe it is sassy. Maybe I do take the breath and go, no, actually that girl was totally in the wrong for not letting me merge. And I'm just going to let her know, like here in this cute little place we live, we merge, we let people merge in. And maybe she learned a lesson, like maybe looking back, like maybe that was a moment for her to go like, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm unconscious. I'm just sitting here like a zombie driving. And maybe there was an opening moment for her to to say to herself, well, I can do that. I can merge. I can let people I can let people in Um, and maybe not. And that's okay. That's not for me to worry about. But there's definitely two sides to the coin always, as we know, Um. But right here, right now in this moment, just knowing that I can come home to myself through one breath 
and how much that settles my energy, how that helps me realign and refocus and just how beautiful of a process that is. And so freaking simple, so hard, so simple and a place that I desire to be more. And that's in every one of my teachings. <laughs> I think that's why it makes me giggle because here I am like, come home to your breath and and as many moments as you can, as often as you can, and find this place of peace and grounding and connection and reconnection and love and, and light. And really, I get to be that practice too. And how powerful that is and how good that feels. So maybe we take a few moments and we take a few breaths together. And just notice the sensation on the body that comes in when you breathe in. And notice the relief that happens when you breathe out. Mm, I almost get this like euphoric feeling in my body with just a few breaths. It's so, so incredible. Turn to nature. Turn to nature for all of our guidance. The breath. The breath, the breath, the breath. <sighs> I feel grounded. I feel more calm. I feel more peaceful. I feel happier. I feel so grateful. There's so much gratitude in breath. and so, so incredible. So return to breath. Return to breath. Return to breath. Ah. <sighs> And one of the other things that's come through in this big transition period of my life is how important it is to protect my energy. And actually one of my studio members, one of my Harmony members, she offered a protection the other day that was so, so powerful. So I want to pass that along. And I think grounding into breath first is really important. So you can really feel your physical vessel. Like just notice how you feel. Notice your heartbeat. Notice the sensation on your skin, the maybe little bit of tingling in the fingertips or toes. Notice if your mind feels more clear, more stable, more grateful. If you hear some deep breaths happening, that's Kaiko. <laughs> I love that when I Every night when I lay in bed and I take a big cleansing deep breath to settle in, she does too. And it's just like the most beautiful thing. Turn to nature for all of our guidance because she just knows. She just has this wisdom and knowing and she's breathing deep here with us. And so when we come back to our physical body and we take these breaths, we then can protect our aura by enveloping ourselves in this really loving, healing white light. White light is so powerful, so protecting. And so just imagine a white light all around your body, whether you're in a little cocoon egg type shell or whether it's tracing your physical body and every little bits and pieces that you have that can come all the way circumferenced in white light that can be just, yeah, like enveloped. You're just in it. You're creating this cocoon. You're in your own little cocoon and whatever that cocoon looks like. So take that white light and surround yourself with it, your mind's eye. Just notice how that feels, especially if you're driving. Envelop yourself in this protective white light. I do that a lot when I'm driving, actually. I think it's so important. 
I clearly didn't do it that day though. <laughs> so you have your white light and then outside of that white light is a cobalt blue. Just imagine the most deep, royal, beautiful cobalt blue outside of that white light. And this is very, very protecting. This is like your shield. Cobalt blue is going to help protect you in the sense that it's going to bounce off and reflect anything that's coming towards you, right? So just imagine the shield of blue, cobalt blue, all the way around you, and then gold, a golden fence. So golden sheath or fence or um, whatever type of material you want. Maybe it's gold flakes, whatever golden material you want all the way wrapping around that cobalt blue. And don't forget the back of your body. It's really easy to protect ourselves in the front and the sides, but really see the, the light all the way around the back of the body, the back of the heart, down the legs, your booty, all the way, the back of the head, all of it, all the backside of you. So you have your white light and your blue cobalt blue rolling and running and dripping and and, and enveloping you all the way around, all the way around, all the way around, front and back, sides and sides. And then you have your gold and your golden light. Maybe it's a material, maybe it's a fencing. I see it as kind of like a, um, you know, that thing that, that knights wear, like the silver, like chain, that chain. I see that. And the gold is a reflector. It's a protector. It's also going to be filtering. So it can filter anything coming in that does come in. And that's okay. Things are going to come into our source and into our vessel and into our, our aura. And that's okay. But the gold kind of filters it. So we have a gold filter. And then on the very outside is amethyst, beautiful purple amethyst, and it's crystally and it's glowing, and that's the reflector. That's going to be like what pushes things back, and it's going to be like the outside guard. That is your guard. Amethyst is so protective and so powerful, and I really feel called to look into the meanings deeper of amethyst because I just love that stone so much. So I'm going to lean into that a little bit more. But we have our white light, our blue cobalt, our gold, and then our amethyst. And holy smokes, if we walk around life with this protective shield on and this suit on, nothing will penetrate this body, this vessel, this energy, this aura. Like you are so strong in this bubble. And just notice how that feels. Like I'm already just like, I could take on the world. I don't, I'm not going to be affected by anybody with this on. And even if we are, that's okay. We come back to the protector. But I can just imagine leaving my house every day with this on. And what she even invited me to do was like in my house, then make that big and stretch that out nice and wide and wrap it around your house. If you're in your car, wrap it around your car right now. Imagine these colors all the way around you. Like we can make this energy as big as we want. Really our aura is about arms distance out. If we press our arms out wide, it's like that whole distance all the way around us and then out from there. So our aura is very strong. So however big or small, however close to your body or out far from you, you want this to be, add this to your daily practice and your daily ritual or right when you get in your car, maybe you have a little note on your dashboard that says, engage your protector. <laughs> and I just imagine they like light up with this protection before we go anywhere, before we do anything. And 
This is just really helping me to feel like I have a safe space within my home, within my own body, within my own moments where no matter who I'm around or what I'm doing, I get to protect my own self. And I really truly think this is our responsibility and it's so major in our practice. Like We can sit in meditation in the morning, we can read, we can journal, we can do all the things and then we go out into the world and this is for me personally, I go out into the world and I'm just like immediately sassy and annoyed and not immediately I shouldn't say that but I'm just like ah oh, humans like oh my gosh and so I don't have to be triggered by that because I can carry this beautiful love and light with me wherever I go and that's going to help me feel grounded and connected and loving and compassionate and kind as often as possible. I'm not perfect. I'm never going to get that 10, but I am going to strive for it. I am going to show up and I am going to honor this perfectionist that is within me because I think she's so beautiful and I know that she has gotten me to where I am in my life because I pay attention to detail and because I strive for the next thing and because I want to do the work because I want to fulfill my soul with as much transformation as I can and it's important to me and so I embrace her and I embrace that side of me and I love on her so much and I also recognize that it's not about the 10 it's about the performance it's about enjoying the process it's about a a, the joy in the journey it's about how you co-create and it's about how you present yourself and it's about how you can show yourself that you are doing the work by living it, by being it. It's not about telling people. It's about the aura that you carry and people go, wow, you're like tapped into something different. You're doing something that I want to know about. And that's the person that I strive to be is where people just feel it when they're around me they feel that amethyst they see that cobalt blue they see me radiating this golden diamond this golden light that's encaved in 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 all of it and then they just see when I'm coming that I'm this diamond like white light because I'm just floating like that's the person that I envision myself to be and to walk around as in this world (laughs) not snappy and sassy Nikki which is fun sometimes, I will say. But I also am really envisioning myself transforming into a more evolved version of myself. A little more refined, a lot more loving, filled with compassion, and just really living my truth and being this light that I am. So thank you for listening once again. I hope that you had some nuggets here and you got some laughs at my expense. It's totally fine. And I would love to hear from you as always. If there's anything that stood out that you want to message me about, please, please reach out and just know that if you're feeling like you're in the dark, trust the process. And if you're feeling like you're shining in the light, feel it, live it, enjoy it. And if you're somewhere in between, that's okay too. Just be right where you are. Meet yourself at the fullest, wholest version of you right in this moment. You are perfect. You are a 10. I see you. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Here We Grow. 
It would mean the world to me for you to follow, like, comment, and share this episode with someone you know who would also be inspired. Keep planting seeds and pulling weeds and growing towards the light.